Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luang, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this grace, your love towards us. We are grateful, Father, that, Lord, we are gathered together. We celebrate this life of Jesus that you have given to us. We lift up your name, O Father, that you remain true and faithful. We pray, Father, for ourselves as we hear the word. May we be builded up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. We are teaching on the, uh, the parable, the sower sowed the word. And we looked at the sower sows the word, the seed that fell by the, by the wayside, and we looked at the seed that fell by the rocky place. And today we are looking at the seed that fell on the thorn bush. And so we are going to be building ourselves. I've been looking forward to preach. We have not been able to preach all that we need to preach about the thorn bush. We pray and maybe it will come into a book and we will see how far we can go. There's quite a lot of material on it. But I want you to open your heart that we may be able to see the wayside. The, the rocky place where we are at and to change our attitude in the things of God so that we can mature and grow. Amen. Can we go together to the book of Mark chapter 4 verse 7. It says, And some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up, choked it, and it yielded no crop. Verse 18 and 19 of the same book of Mark. It says, And these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word and the curse of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it became unfruitful. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I want us to have an understanding that all the people, all the three groups, they had the word. The word was preached to them. They had the word. When the word was preached, they had the word. How they respond to the word is different and totally uh, 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 the reverse of each and every uh, group that has received. So the thorn bush people, the thorn uh, people care for material things. The Bible says the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, entering in. In other words, after they've heard the word, the word entered, but they didn't give the word a chance. So the curse of this world, if you are married, Paul writes in the book of First uh, Corinthians chapter 7, he says, I desire that all of you, you will be single. Can you tell your neighbor? I desire that all of you be single. But he continues to write, says, because of sin, let everyone have his own husband or his own wife. That you may not sin. Hey, this sin issue is a problem, isn't it? But he says, because if you are single, you will not have a problem to serve the Lord. The case, you see, when you are a husband, hey, doctor, you have caused yourself a lot of difficulty. Where's the doctor? Hey, upstairs. Now he must care for you. How nice. 
You have to care for one another. You are a sister. You didn't have to cook. Now you have to cook. Hey, washing. You know, you know what I did, Sister Togo? I used to take the clothes to laundromat. You know laundromats? There is a woman there who takes the clothes, they iron them and put them back in there. I did it. Your husband can do it. Hallelujah. More fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul was, was talking about the curse, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things. When they entered into that, don't forget the first group, they had the weight. Can we go there? Let's go to the first, first group. They had the weight. Chapter 4, what verse is it? Verse, verse 4. And it came to pass as they sowed, fell, and some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured, devoured it. And says, and these are they that by the wayside, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan comes immediately, take it away, takes the, away the word that was sown in them. So, these ones, they hear the word, when they are supposed to receive it, before it sinks and stays in the heart, Satan takes it out. Is that fine? Now, the verse we are reading, it gives us that understanding, verse 19. Now, these are the ones sown among the thorns. Verse 19, and, and the curse of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in. The word has entered, the word is in the heart, and guess what happens? Do we have a glass? Do we have a bottle of water? That's too small. I want to fill the glass. Come, please. Come, come, come. Come, come, come quickly. You can stand here. This carpet is our carpet. We bought it. Open the bottles. Hold the glass. Praise the Lord. Please, it must not drop on the stage. It must drop on the carpet. When we fill the glass, it's full, isn't it? The glass was full of the weights. The water is the, the case of this world. The wife that you have to work, buy him a car, buy her a car, buy her the sofas, uh, uh, build a, a, a ten-bedroom house that you have one child, but you have nine bedrooms you are paying for. You know, the wife says, I want a big house. So, this is a big house. The curse of this world. Ne? The deceitfulness of riches. The last of other things entering in. Choke the weight. So, the weight is choked, drowned. And it becomes unfruitful. Nothing is going to grow here. Why? Because the glass, the heart, this glass represents your heart, is full of other things other than the word of God. You get it? You have filled it in. You used to enjoy your nice hair. Now you say, Brazilian hair is the only hair. 
So the poor, the poor husband, I remember one day I went to cut my hair. You know, I don't have much hair, but I went to cut it. And when I arrived, I was asking for my usual guy who cuts me. They say, hey, he slept here. You know, they, they attach, there is a one that is a wig, but they attach it by glue. You know, glue. They attach the hair by glue. Throughout the night, he went home like 4 a.m. tired. They say he started 8 o'clock the night before. And I was asking, how much, so much suffering, how much did he pay? They say the hair piece, I think they were like 3,000, 4,000 that time. Now it seems like they are popular, but at the time, human hair was, was very expensive. We give thanks for China. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, we give thanks for India because I'm told this hair come from India, even though you call it Brazilian. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now your husbands, the case of this world, when they enter in, they choke the weight, and the weight became what? Unfruitful. The weight became what? Okay, the three groups. Let's talk about the three groups. The wayside. Number one, the wayside, they hear, but the devil takes away the weight out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. To be saved is not only to receive Jesus and go to heaven. To be saved is to apply the word in your life that that word protects you, guides you, and builds you up in the ways of God. Then the word saves you. Let's use the example for forgiveness. You forgive somebody, you have a good and enjoyable life, then your life is saved from pain, from hardship. Does it make sense? So the word that they, 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 they was stolen by Satan, they could not heal themselves. And therefore, the devil, Satan, came and stole salvation, healing, restoration, deliverance, all of those things were, were stolen from them because the word could not come in. Don't forget Psalm 107 verse 20. What does it say? God sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from where? From their destruction. So the word that was sent to heal, to restore, to empower was stolen. Satan came and said, healing you don't deserve it. Good family, husband, you are a wife, Who's fighting with the husband? You are the husband. Who's fighting with the wife? Satan has stolen the way. Instead of you forgiving each other, every time you start fighting, you start with yesterday. You are not married. Ask those who are married. <laughs> when they start fighting, they say, yesterday. Uh, yesterday you did the same thing. But it's not the same thing. They never forget. <laughs> you know, Satan keep a record of wrongs. It's the attitude of Satan to keep record of wrongs. He will tell you in 1960, even, you, even, though you were, even though you were not born in 1960, but Satan keeps a record of race. In 1960, your mother, before he conceived you, he was offended. So this offense is generational. It has come into your heart. You are fighting a war that is not your own. Yes. Your mother was not talking to the neighbors, even you, you are not talking to the children of the neighbor. And yet you don't know what was the offense. May the Lord have mercy. Amen. Satan stole the weight before even it gets into the heart. I want you to see the difference. The first group, the seed fell by the wayside. Before it even comes in, they already oppose the weight. So the weight has no chance. Because the Bible says, unless a candle of wheat falls down and die, they didn't even allow the weight to germinate in their heart to practice it. No. 
verse, verse 12 of the book of uh, Luke 8. It says, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes, takes away the word out of their heart, lest they believe and be saved. If they were to get the word, their marriage will not be broken. They will not lose their job. They will not be in discord and consistently in pain because the word will have saved them. They will have been gentle and kind. Number two, the, way, the, the seed that fell by the rocky bush. I don't know what kind of a Christian you are. Maybe you are that Christian who the word never came into your heart. Satan just stole it. But today you must make up your mind. You are the deity, 60 and 100%. Hallelujah. The second group, they believe for a while because they have no roots. They, they are not grounded. In time of temptation, they fall away. They are already offended. That's what the Bible tells us. They are already offended. Like Judas, they will betray you and sell you out. When you are with them, they agree with you. Oh, my, you are my friend, you know. When you go, they say, hey, did you see their skirts? Did you see the shoe they are putting on? The makeup. Have you seen some women when they make up? I, I, I think they don't use a mirror. And women don't tell each other. Now I tell them, I say, you know what? <laughs> These people don't like you. They are not telling. It's like, have you had something on your nose? Have you seen somebody with something on the nose? Have you told them to say, you know what? Your nose is a problem. They keep quiet. They just look at you and say, They, 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 they look at you like nothing is wrong. At least they claim to be your friend. Do you think they are friends? You are wiping your nose and, uh, <laughs> and then they look at you and say, hmm, what should I say? No, you tell him, say, him, Zala, these powder things, we bought them, you know, we were not born with them. Powder proper, let me help you. Where's the powder? Your friend will love you more than to take pictures and they post them on Facebook. <laughs> and then they take a ballpoint, you know, they take a picture with a ballpoint to cycle where that's your friends. They, they say they love you, but they do those, those, those things. The second group, they betray you. The words in your life will be tested. You have to understand that, that, that which you hear today will be tested. May God give you the grace to pass the test. Luke chapter 8, verse 3, verse 13, sorry, Luke 8, 13, says, but the one on the rock are those who, when they hear, they receive the word with joy. So this one, they receive the word with joy. It says, they on the rock are they which, when they hear, they receive the word with joy. And these have no roots. You know why they have no roots? Offense. Most of us are seated here offended already. You came wherever you came, you're already offended. The children were singing here. Uh, what songs were you singing? Hosanna. Hmm? And somebody's looking at Mrs. Doctor and say, the hair, the hair, that hair, 
she should have a black hair. I, I don't know if you get, you, you, you get it. Somebody's already offended. I preach without a jacket. They say, ah, how can he preach without a jacket? May the Lord have mercy. People are offended already. Maybe words that you use, they are offended already. They come to church, you ask them, will you please sit here? Will you please, uh, don't sit there, sit here. Can you tell your neighbor, please, don't sit there, sit here. They might, they might be very annoyed. You know? <laughs> From there, they are offended. I will never come again to this church. I had my seat, I was sitting. Listen, you never even bought the seats. Why? You, you, are, you are already offended. You're already what? Offended. When you get married, your mama Zala was already offended. So don't buy into the offense. Does it make sense? If they are not happy for your coming, they'll never be happy. Even if you didn't come, they were still not happy. So it's not like, oh, you will make them happy because you have come. No. The, the, the people on the rocky place, their roots are not deep because they have an offense. Or they allow, sometimes your roots were growing very well and somebody dropped an, a thought and an idea. And you stopped growing. You literally stopped growing and you regressed. It's like a child, two, three years, can take herself to toilet and all of that. And suddenly she wets herself and she does number two on herself. As a parent, you get worried. You want to know what really happened. The child was fine. If you wet the bed now, something's wrong. I don't even understand. I mean, you are an adult. You need prayer. It's serious. Because it's not, it's not a matter. People, somebody said, even when I've not drank water, because we're trying to answer it naturally, to say, listen, by six o'clock, stop drinking water. He says, you don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll even set the alarm to wake me up every two, three hours so I can go to the toilet. By the time the alarm, <laughs> the alarm rings, I'm wet. The blankets. One person told me, say, I was never embarrassed like that day. You know what they did? <laughs> you visit in the village, you visit. Here in the city, these things are not there. In the village, you visit. They gave him to sleep on the floor. But they use the cow dung, you know, as a, it's a, it's clay. We use clay as a floor, and then to keep it going, uh, we, we refresh it with cow dung. So he says, when he was sleeping there, he forgot. And when he woke up in the morning, when he removed this blanket, <laughs> there was a big sign. <laughs> that it rained last night. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, the, the people who are offended, they have no roots. Their roots are not grounded. Anything can offend you. Offended, they are offended. They are shallow people. They are deceived to believe that they are right in everything, even though they are wrong when you try to speak. They are offended people. They lack character and integrity, and they feel good by pulling others down and trying to destroy the reputation of others. They have Jezebelic spirit and attitudes. 
to accuse and disrespect their own parents, their spiritual leaders, their pastors, and those who are in authority. They leave. When, when they leave, they want to destroy everything that they've heard. I told you a story of a woman. When she left the house, she was angry. She bent everything. The three months down the line, they want to make peace. Do you get it? Which house are we going to go <laughs> to since you bent it? I don't you get it. I said, I will not waste my time. Why should I reconcile? She will bend me next time. I will be asleep nicely and she will say, I'm no longer happy. Paraffin, matches. I mean, people do it consistently. You remember the story that if your husband beats you before he marries you, when he marries you, you are, you are going to get it. He slaps you now, you better run. He cheats on you now. Don't say, oh, I forgive it him. You know, the Holy Spirit says, and the Bible says, forgive your... your. You'll, the rest of your life, you'll be working to forgive him. You'll be having children everywhere. Yeah, if he's sleeping around, with you around. Ask your uncles, they'll tell you. No, they'll tell you that they've told somebody, this guy, you can't marry him. By the time you marry him, he has got three children. Not with one woman. Every girl he has met, he has left them with tears. Then somebody says, ah, it will not happen with me. I'm too powerful. <laughs> are, you, are you God? Are you the Holy Spirit? <laughs> you will convict your husband. May the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. They, because they have no root. If, 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 if you leave their circle, you are no longer part of their group. I tell you, they'll, they'll amputate and cut you to pieces. They'll do everything to spoil your name. They'll threaten and curse. They are very shallow and immature. And lastly, on the part of those who fell by the wayside. Because of offense, they keep company of offended people. When you are in the company of people who gossip others, amputate, you talk about others, you pull them down. You are in the wrong company. Run away. They keep company with people that are hate. Then, for today, number three, they hear the word, the Bible says, they hear the word, but the curse of this world gets into their heart and chokes the word. These are the ones sown among thorns. They struggle for daily life, choke the word, and they became unfruitful. They desire the world and the things in the world. They choose to be unfruitful for comfort and for themselves. Luke 14, verse 26, it says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. They choose the world. Exodus chapter 16, verse 3. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had 
died by the hand of uh, by, by, by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When we said by the pots of meat, these people are lying. They are liars. He says, and the children of Israel said unto them, Will to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When we said by the flesh pots, the, the meaty pots, and when we ate bread to the full. Did they eat bread to the full? Yeah, people forget. They said, we, we enjoyed ourselves. Moses, we enjoyed ourselves. But you have brought us here to kill us. You have brought us to steal from us. Here the word Jesus was speaking says, if you love yourself, I know of people who love themselves. And in time, they lose everything they have. Number four, you are the company you keep. Can you tell your neighbor you are the company you keep? Yes. You are the company you keep. They are the thorn bush. When the seed fell there, the thorn bush doesn't bear fruit. It chokes everything. They are a company of people. When you come into their company, you will never be fruitful. Even when you were fruitful, you were enjoying yourself, they steal the fruitfulness from you. You become barren. You keep company with barren people, you'll be barren yourself. An innocent side for God for all the other services. Yesterday, we were doing pastoral training in, in Hamaskral, and this word was used. Big fish in a small pond. You know big fish in a small pond? doesn't grow. The pond determines the size of the fish. The company you keep determines how far you can go. You can be a big fish in an open sea. And guess what they do? They capture you and put you in an aquarium. So they limit your growth. It doesn't matter what you do. They contain you. You can't grow and become a whale. If they take a whale and put it in a, in a tank, the whale can't grow bigger than the tank. Even though it has the capacity to grow Satan is an old crook. The company you keep influences where you will be. We had a couple. I grew, I grew with these people. They were doing very well, enjoying life. And one friend introduced them to wine. Can you say wine? It's just that I don't know the names of wine. I had somebody who knows the names of wine. He was telling us what what they call white wine blanc or something and uh, the blanc is a red one I don't know but I'm sure somebody knows you have been a barman or a bar lady so when they introduced this what they did not know they envied things they were not supposed to envy the husband was a drunkard before alcoholic let me not say drunkard the husband was what? alcoholic so when they introduced, they said, we, after church, come to our house. We will have lunch. We'll have what? Lunch. So during the lunch time, they introduced white or red wine. Which one would you like? White or red? I can see you are a red wine girl. Have you seen people when they, they order drinks? We order drinks at the shop. They say, please, red money is as a leaf. I say, hey, the red wine people are here. 
and you pour it in a wine glass. I always fight with them. I say, I want a proper glass. This is a wine glass. I'm not drinking wine. So the, the woman introduced the husband. He, he, he started to drink wine. But what happened is, because the, the desire for other things, you remember, deceitfulness of riches, desire for other things. They want to be like others. That's the sin of Israel. They always want to be like others. Can you tell your neighbor, I want to be like others. <laughs> They started to drink the wine. When, they, when, when the husband started to he relapsed and became an alcoholic. I don't know you get it. He became what? Alcoholic. The guy, they, they have a nice house. They live well. Children are going to private school. The guy becomes an alcoholic. He loses his job. They divorce with the wife. They lose everything. Who introduced the wine? The wife. They wanted to be like others. Oh, you want the husband, you want to be like others. So you brought the brother to church. Where's the brother? You brought the brother to church. Nice. You think you can beat Satan at his game? He wrote the rules. You know, there, there are those small written contracts. The letters are small. You didn't read them, but he knew. So you bring the brother to church. Hey, so you are getting married to, to this demonically infested guy. I mean, he will come to church. You will even coach him and say, listen, there's a time when pastor will say, all those who want to receive Jesus, just shoot out your hand up. And then uh, the honorable doctor will come and uh, <laughs> Minges will make you his leader. Just follow. You think you can beat Satan at this game? You think you can beat Satan at this game? Oh, no. Uh, we are married now. Before you were married... You were the one opening the church. You were cleaning the church. You were even reminding us when we finish this service, you know there is an evening service. You say, Pastor, Pastor, don't forget there is evening service. Now you want to go to Michael Angelo in Santin after church. The church is taking long. There are too many cell meetings. Hey, Mrs. Doctor. It's not only the ring. Praise the Lord. It's, only, it's not only what? Oh, I got the gold. Oh, people get married. They think when they get married, they, they are going to have sex every day. Is it true? <laughs> because the, the mindset, the mindset is we are going to have our time. Listen, anything that you love, you will lose. That's, that's a spiritual principle. Those who love their life 
will lose it. Oh, it's just, it's just me. That's why the children of the rich, Nyope is finishing our children. Yes. Because the parents will create such a cocoon for their children and they think, oh, we have, we have, I can tell you story after story after story of children. Every year I've got three, four children who are addicted. Parents have put money, taken children to school, protected them, created an oasis, a false barrier that we are safe. The fact that your house is safe doesn't make your children safe. Oh, never be fooled and say, oh, I'm married, I'm with my husband. There are people who think that way. If I can just get married. Listen, you are thinking when you get married, you are going to have sex. Maybe. You are watching too many movies. Somebody will say, oh, I want to be like Bill Cosby. You know, when we were growing up, there was Bill Cosby show. There was a family. They were nice joking. There's no family like that. Nobody jokes. We are serious people when we are married. <laughs> when we see it, we start. We have to pay rent. We have to pay water. We have to pay. Le- we have to take children to school. You need a car. I need a car. We need a house. That's honeymoon. Honeymoon is how many days? Three, four, five days for those who went. I never went for honeymoon. I'm still married. Honeymoon? No honeymoon. Married. This is my 30th year of marriage. In slavery. I'm still married. (laughs) I say I'm still married. I've never slept with another woman. In in 30 years. Oh, you think girls are not nice? They are. (laughs) But I know the figure they have is for a season. Most girls don't eat. Most girls here don't eat. They are drinking powder. What is, what is it? The company you keep has an influence on your life. The love for other things. The love for what? We had a young woman who says, I want to marry a ready-made man. I, you know, I don't want liability. That's what she said. I don't want liability. So as a brother, you come to church, you love Jesus, you are packing your nice car outside. People are already making you a prayer, a prayer item. Shabara, 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 by fire, by force, by fire, by force. <laughs> Forgetting that the brother has a will. The brother has a will. The company you keep, people are thinking, life, you are nice, you are sitting politely in church. I had members who are millionaires, they no longer come to church today. In a sense, I've made more people millionaires. I can show you so and so. You came here as a student. You had nothing. I taught you. Buy the smallest car. Save your money. Do this. I've done that with many people. Deceitfulness of riches. Your 10,000. First 10,000 salary. 10,000 is breakfast. People go for breakfast and blow it. Yes. Lunch. We can go for lunch today. You'll get the receipts. They don't even pick them up after they, they bring the receipt. It's about 15,000, 20,000 For you, it's a salary. To somebody, it's lunch. <laughs> Listen, 
I can take you to a house. I went my first time I went to a house. It's a multi, multi millionaire. We went into the garage. The garage is like my house inside. Everything's nice. No rubbish, nothing. <laughs> when we went through the stairs, the lights and everything going, there's a, there's a lounge where we sit. I was saying to my wife, where are we? Here in Pretoria. In Pretoria, I can take you to the house. Oh, you think you, think you are rich? You play games. Listen, the deceitfulness of riches, can you, can you take us there? The deceitfulness of riches will choke your heart. Yes. You have been poor all your life. Suddenly you can afford the whole loaf of bread. Now you can ration it to us. When we eat, if you want to see the corrosion of the heart, we eat your loaf, we finish it before you eat it. You say, I bought the food and it's finished. Listen, you have been eating food that you never bought. Nobody even fought with you. I've been in situations like I will drive people in my car, buy them food on the way. Never even cause charge them. We stop on the way we are eating. I still go and buy for them. There is a principle that most people don't know. The principle is if you give, you get more. I can tell you when you give what you get. One, whatever that I give, it gives me charge and control. It gives me confidence. So I bought food for everybody else. Nobody bought food for me. I know people who will drive from me, like yesterday they went for the funeral. People might have stayed there. You have to ask them, can you give us the money for petrol? You have to shake them. If you don't ask them, they will even change the car. When you come back, they are, they've moved out of your car, jump into another car because of the corrosion, deceitfulness, the love for other things. They enter in and they choke the words. You are a Tony Bush Christian you have no fruit. You are deceived and you are consistently deceiving others. Oh, you look at yourself and say, oh, I have it together. We just want our life. Me and my wife, the two of us. Listen, I've been married for almost eight years now. My life has been church. My life has been what? Church. My life has been church. I made money, a lot of money. Yeah. You can go all churches I've been in. If we talk generosity, I've given. What have you done? You know, when they were talking about uh, one, 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 one gentleman, uh, centurion, the Jews, they said to Jesus, this one has built the church for us. He's not, he's not a Jew. He's a stranger. He's a foreigner. Says this one, his generosity has helped him. What company do you keep? Oh, coming to church. No, pastor is taking too long. You are going to live here to eat and do nothing. Maybe you are the cause of Kaiser Chiefs not winning. <laughs> you are causing headaches for other people. You'll be watching. I, I want to go and watch the match. I want to go and watch. When you watch the match, Chiefs doesn't win. Somebody was saying, I'm burning all my t-shirts. I've got so many t-shirts. This club. I say, you, you are the bad luck to the team. The company. Can you tell anybody about the company you keep? Have made you a eunuch. 
You know what is a eunuch? A eunuch is a male who doesn't have seed. It's not circumcision, no. His testicles are cut. Even his organ is cut. He's a male. When you look at him, he's a man. But he's got no seed. That is a thorn bush. The company you, the people you come into, you start to lose without you lose, realizing you are losing. Because they have no seed to give. You have come into the company of people who are taking out of you, but you don't have anything. In the beginning, it looks like nice. When they were giving the woman the wine and the husband, they look like they are enjoying life. But the husband, who was an alcoholic, relapsed. He started to come home drunk. He forgot to go to work. He went to work drunk. Until one day, they were tired and fired him. You get it? The house left. The cars left. The children's life was disrupted. Because somebody felt church was too much. This, these are people in church. Are people in church, and eh? you are preaching too long. As, as if they have something significant to do, they are going to live here to go and watch a soccer match, they are going to live here to go and watch TV or just to eat to be with friends. May the Lord have mercy. Can you speak to your neighbor and say, The company you came? Luke 21, verse 34, it says, But take heed to yourself. Lest your heart be weighed down with corrosion, drunkenness, curse of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. Do not desire to be like the world, or even to look like the world. Deal with your chameleon spirit. You know, some of us, we feed in all situations. Did you hear what I said? People don't know who we are. We fit in all situations. We are a chameleon. If everything is green, we are green. If everything is black, we are black. Make the decision. I am not a, a, a thorn bush. I have fruit. I'm standing a ground and I'm believing God for the supernatural. Next week we are teaching on the seed that fell on the good ground. It's a Psalm 30. Psalm 60, Psalm 100 fold. All of us must bear fruit. We may not bear fruit in the same level. We are not the same. But everybody must have something that they are giving. There must be a return. You must find joy in the things that you are doing. Avoid offense. Don't be a stony, a stony, the seed that fell on the stony ground. Because it is offended, the roots don't go deep. It doesn't matter what you say. They are angry. They are offended. I was talking to some young girls many years ago when they were, remember there was a fashion with belly button and some skimty top and so forth. And they were in church. We were talking outside. And I said, hey, I'm thinking this fashion of yours is nice. What do you think next week I should come and uh, uh, with a skimty shirt and on my one, one peg put some some earring. Is it earring? Belly button ring. 
and come and stand here and preach. What do you think? Hey, pastor. I said, if it's good for you, it should be good for me. I don't know if you get it. Yes. If it's good for you, it should be good for us. God, your company. The person do not desire to be like, like the world or even to look like the world. Deal with yourself. Have integrity. Be a person who suffered because you told the people, I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I love Jesus. And then they say, no, this one, they will even call you Mfundis. Oh, no, no, Mfundis. The people who are unfruitful, they want everybody to be like them. They want, to be un they want everybody to be unfruitful. They want to choke what you are doing. When you are working, they say, hey, you are working too hard. I remember my days. I used to be just like you. Number five, the thorn, the thorn tree represent, or the thorn bush, represent a person exhibiting heartful, a, a, a painful nature. When you read the book of Genesis chapter 3, the Bible tells us that the curse that came on Adam, the curse said, out of your sweat you will toil. And as you labor, thorns and thistles will come out. As you labor, very little will come back to you. There are people like that. When you are in their company, everything good that you are doing, you are going to lose. But for the first season, it looks like you are right. I gave an example of a couple. They, they used to say to us, we take care of each other. They bring their children to church on a Sunday. They bring their children to church. One Sunday a month, they bring their children to church and they go back home. Husband and wife. They play hide and seek with each other. They are enjoying themselves. They say, it's fellowship time. They are not married today. They are not what? Married. Because they are allowed the company. You know, we have people who were teaching on marriage. Marriage specialists. We come, we sit together, and they tell us, when you get home, you will meet your wife or your husband. When you meet, that's lesson number one. And make your husband a cup of tea and coffee, and then ask him, how was your day, darling? If life was that easy, everybody will still be married. Life is more complex than that. That's why some of the people who are going around say, if you do this, you'll still be married. They are not married today. I said they are not married today. It's not by the effort of men that you will stay. It is by the grace of God. Yes, you can say, oh, I've been married for 30 years. It means nothing. Because in the morning, your spouse might tell you, eh, I found somebody I love. <laughs> And you thought, you thought we are still in love. Yes. Oh, you have a boyfriend. He can leave you on the bed and go and jump into another bed with somebody else. And you were taking pictures two by two. You know, everybody's happy on Facebook. <laughs> the weight is choked by the company. Instead of you being a nice Christian, enjoying yourself, worshiping God, praying for one another, you go and play in the domain of Satan. We will enjoy, we 
will enjoy our labor. Let's go for honeymoon. Second honeymoon. Third honeymoon. Fourth honeymoon. You know, one, one person told a very painful story. While she went to the kitchen to fix the food, the girl, her friend, was sleeping with her with the, with the boyfriend. In the lounge, in the lounge. While, while you are telling... Where do you live? Where do you come from? Who are your friends? May the Lord have mercy. Yeah, people are praying. They are praying. When is I, I pray this year my wife should die. <laughs> and the the wife is praying, my husband should die. <laughs> Listen, life is not as simple as that. My presence and my absence might cause more problems for you. Yeah. There are people who believe money will solve their problems. Until they lose the money and then they realize they've caused more problems for themselves. You're matching with somebody. So the thorns, they represent pain, hardship. The thorn takes away the energy. The thorn people, they take away the energy out of the relationship. Because they are selfish and they are always looking into what they can get out of the relationship. I've already crossed my time. May the Lord have mercy. The thorn uh, bush people, part of the expression they have is the expression of the spirit of Jezebel, which makes people, uh, as I said, uh, eunuchs. They are seedless, they have no seed, they cannot bear fruit. And lastly, it, the, I spoke about the case, the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. It says, then Adam said, because you have heeded, then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and you have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cast is the ground for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it. All the days of your life, both thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. So you have to understand that why we have to run away from being a wayside Christian, a shallow Christian. You are always offended by everything else. You are the only one who's right. You are the thorn bush. You, you are coming to the party, but you come with nothing. But when you leave, you carry everything. You, you, you create an environment as if everything is fine, but everybody who comes to you lives with nothing. So some of us who are very active and very excited, when we come into your company, we become cursed, and therefore we dry up. The fruit that we used to have, we no longer have. Number eight, we are talking about the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things. Choke the word. Psalm 127, verse 2, it says, Vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. There are people who are laboring and working very hard and they are eating the seed, they are eating the, the bread of sorrows. But the Bible says God gives a sleep to his beloved. God is the only one who can give you peace. People, they, they think, oh, if I have the money, if I do this, I'll be well. One day we were in church and then a, a book of one of my leaders fell. 
know, like notebook. You know how many Tata Mamilon Tata Machans lotto tickets fell? <laughs> when, the, when the book fell, the lotto tickets as well, they scattered everywhere. And I said, hey, I wonder how many offerings the Lord is missing. Because somebody has a heart. Vain. You get up early and stay up late. You think you are, you are going to do well. Eating food and by hard work. Certainly, he gives sleep to his beloved. God has promised he's going to bless you. And you will be blessed. Hallelujah. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Wealth and riches have been given. It is a curse to work for bread. It is a blessing to work for the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. That's my last verse and we pray. It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that true although he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor, that through his poverty might be rich. So wealth and riches don't come only because of hard work but it is an accomplished work of the cross. May the Lord bless us. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Every eye closed, every head bowed. No one moving, please. Father, in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord this day. We exalt you. We are grateful, Father, of your presence, the power of your spirit. We come before you Lord for we desire more of you. We desire more to know you and Father to walk with you. We do not want to be the wayside believer. We don't want to be, Father, the, the rocky, offended believer. We do not want to be a believer who's unfruitful, who's not bearing fruit. But, Father, we pray that we may bear much more fruit. I pray for each and every man, woman, and child here. May you heal our relationship as home. May you heal our finances. May you heal our life. May you heal all the things that we do, O oh God, that we may be able to serve you faithfully. And, Lord, we thank you. That wealth and riches come from you. And even today, Father, we pray, help us to make right priorities and right choices. I pray for this, your people, that, Lord, we will not be the bushy believers. Lord, people who have no fruit, who are there, but, Lord, we are not bearing fruit. We are discouraging others. But, Lord, I pray that, Lord, we will be the seed that fell by the good ground, that best fruit. I pray, Father, for ourselves, turn our hearts towards you, in the name of Jesus. While all eyes are closed and all heads are bowed, maybe you are here this afternoon. You have heard about Jesus, but you have never received him as your Lord and Savior. The book of John, chapter 1, verse 12, says, and all those who received him, he gave them the right to be called children of God. Today you can make a decision to make right with God. You, today you can make a decision to receive him. The Bible says, and all those who received him, he gave them the right to be called children of God. Today you can make that decision. In the book of John, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Today we can enter through what Jesus has accomplished for us uh, on the cross. He died for us that everyone who believes in him shall not perish but have an everlasting life. If you are that person, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. Lift up your hand wherever you are seated and we'll pray together. I want to receive Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. 
Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Luarte. For more life-transforming messages, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel at Emmanuel Christian Church HOJ. 